ocean All I know is the world looks beautiful The world looks so damn beautiful and I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the Hello. way that I Hello. do right now Welcome to You Are Being Unreasonable, a podcast all about people being unreasonable on mumsnet.com. However, this week we're talking about people being unreasonable on grandsnet.com. After 13 episodes, obviously our format's still as fresh as ever, but we thought we'd mix it up for Easter. Yeah, little Easter treat, grandsnet. This is just like mumsnet, only for grands. Yes, this is www.grandsnet.com forward slash forums forward slash A-I-B-U. It's exactly the same format, it's just grands rather than mums. Right, and is there some kind of age gate? You know, like on certain websites you have to put your date of birth? Well, no, because you could plausibly be a grandparent at 36 if you had a child at 18 and your child had a child at 18. True. So, no, no. As long so you as just you... have to provide the birth certificate of... Your 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 two. I think two this might be for grands and those who identify as grands. <laughs> it's for self-identifying grands. Am I being unreasonable to be very annoyed at this ungrateful child? Uh, no, no, children. Jeez. Am I being unreasonable? Australian cricketers. Yes, they're very good. Am I being unreasonable to make children visit GPs? <laughs> GPs plural. Yes. No. Maybe Especially not if they're grands, because that implies that they're talking about their adult children. GPs may be grandparents. <gasps> Some new terminology that we're not. It may with. not. Grandparents makes more sense than forcing your adult children to see the general practitioner. I don't know. Uh, am I being unreasonable? Is it usual to go off sex at 65? I don't know. <laughs> am I being unreasonable? To be confused by Pip's Bunts. Uh, Pip's Bunts? Yeah, I don't know what or who <laughs> Pip's Bunts is. It's proper noun. Pip's and Bunts are capitalised. Maybe it's a place. It sounds like a wee English village. Yeah, I'm from Pip's Bunts. Pip's Bunts. Out of character for the speed round, I'm going to just check what Pip's Bunts is. I just went to the Pip's Bunts post office and was back to... Oh, no! What? Pip's Bunts spends 50% of their time male, 50% female, and is physically male. Shouldn't Pips be referred to as he, not she? Oh, no. Fuck a duck. We've come across the turfy <laughs> thread on grandsnet.com. God damn it. I don't know who Pip's Bunts is. Edit this out. Get this in the edit. I don't want this. It's tainted. Okay. Let's do a full thread. Am I being unreasonable? Not to want to wear matching outfits. My youngest son is getting married later this year. I've really been looking forward to a lovely family do, as there's been some ill health in the family the last couple of years. Oh dear. I'd sorted out a lovely frock and was just looking for shoes when I got an email from the bride-to-be. She sent me a link to a dress she'd like me and her mother to wear. This is odd, yes? It's in a hideous colour, on me anyway and looks quite snug, and I really don't have the figure to pull that off. I really don't want to be all matchy-matchy with the mother of the bride. How do I tell her, nicely of course, 
that this isn't for me. She cc'd in her mum and they've been emailing back and forth raving over the wonderful dress and how lovely we'll all be going to look. It is her wedding, I know, but on top of it all, my ex-husband will be there and I really don't want to look like a very dowsy sack of pastels. Help! <laughs> is that a sack of pasta? Pastel. Oh, <laughs> a sack of pasta. Like a sack of potatoes, but more tasty. Yeah, more pointy. More pointy. <laughs> is she is she being unreasonable not to want to wear the same outfit as the bride's mum? Maybe. I mean, I think the general rule of thumb is you should do whatever the bride wants, right? That does seem to be the rule, but I think as rules go, it is in and of itself very unreasonable. I guess. It makes the bride a tiny tyrant for the day. Yeah, not just the day, the entire run-up. But brides can be tiny tyrants. I've seen shows like Don't Tell the Bride. Yeah, yeah. It does seem quite off that the bride has just sent an email saying, well, you're both wearing this dress. And that she's picked a dress that's quite snug. (laughs) Saucy. Yeah, why does she want... Her mum and she her wants to be partner's surrounded mum. By sexy mums. Yeah. Why? Why does she want them in snug pastel? Maybe the theme is milfs. <laughs> well, maybe gilfs. she's trying to set set them up with the uh, ex-husband. Oh, what? She's playing matchmaker. Playing matchmaker at her own wedding. Selfless. Oh, what a selfless woman. More likely, I think that she's one of these people who's terribly concerned about what the photos will look like forevermore. Look, man, I'd be quite happy if someone sent me an outfit and said, you're wearing this. Take all the thought out of it on my part. Cool, I'll be over here playing Splatoon. Yeah, I can see the benefit to that, but this woman had already bought a dress. She says herself, I'd sorted out a lovely frock. I do wonder why she didn't just respond to the email and say, oh, sorry about this, I've already sorted out a lovely frock. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the bride is being unreasonable, but this woman doesn't seem to have made any attempt to question it. She's just just crestfallen on Gran's net, asking if this is okay. Maybe the Grands are more passive than the mums. Yeah. Should we hear from the Grands? <laughs> let's hear it for the Grands. <laughs> yes, let's hear from the Grands. Oh, I couldn't let anyone, even a bride, dictate to me. Clothes are a very personal thing. Good luck. Thanks for that, Gran. They're not that personal, really, because you buy them off a rack from hundreds of the same thing. But how you put them together... I say mm. that, I'm currently wearing black trousers and a black jumper and some black socks. You're currently modelled after Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Not intentionally, but <laughs> I'll take that as a very high compliment. Yeah, yeah, I kind of am. She's a style hero. But that's personal to me. I wouldn't email a grad and say that you have to come to the wedding as Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> No, that would be weird. It would. I'm wearing pyjamas. What? I'm wearing pyjamas. Oh, right now! I thought you meant to the wedding that this grand's going to. No, we're talking about what we're wearing. I'm wearing pyjamas. Yeah, no. No, that's true. Um, It's a bank holiday. Let's hear from more grands. I'm a veteran of many god-awful weddings and a semi-professional bridesmaid. How do you become a semi-professional bridesmaid? It implies that she gets paid for it at least half the time. Yeah, it does. Very, very weird and totally out of order. Definitely tell her you've already bought an outfit and no way feel bullied into wearing someone else's choice. I could just about understand if the bride said I'd love everyone in bright colours or pastels or spring colours. Although honestly, it's really none of her business if you turn up in sackcloth and ashes. 
sackcloth and ashes seems like a, a thing that only a gran would say. Yeah. In my day, we had to wear sackcloth and ashes to work, and we were happy for it. I really like all the grands here. I think I'd send the link to as many female guests as I could and get them all to wear the dress. Like yes. Spartacus, smiley face. Merlot Gran is yeah. my new fave gran. Oh, she's a good gran. Yeah, flash mob it. Yeah. Get everyone wearing the same thing. Hey, I'm uh, Karen. I'll be your bridesmaid for the afternoon. You hired me off bridesmaids for hire. <laughs> so where do you want me? Who's the bride? <laughs> oh, um, you're being a bit terse. I thought you were a professional, Karen. You... I'm a professional. Once the ceremony starts, I'll be sunshine and light. Oh, okay. Are you, are you a full-time professional or are you more of a semi? Semi-professional. I suppose you do get what you pay for. If you could just go over there, Karen, that'd be great. I'm a bouncer during the week. Okay. Well, just like I said, over there, Karen. Ta-ra. <laughs> so, all in all, I think the bride is being unreasonable. I think that the grand is being a little unreasonable for not just saying, but I've bought a lovely frock. And I think the woman who suggested a flash mob of everyone in the dress is very reasonable. Yeah, thanks, Merlot Grand. Yeah, Merlot Grand. Well done. Next thread. Am I being unreasonable? Easter has been hijacked. <gasps> oh, no. When I was a child, the only thing making it different was decorating eggs and rolling them. If I was lucky, it was in a park, if not at home. I cannot even remember getting an Easter egg. Now I see mothers making large boxes of different gifts, plus loads of chocolate. Lamb seems to be the meal you have to eat. And the nation is going mad, having just got over Christmas and Mother's Day. The postcode lottery had a post on Facebook asking people what they'd be doing this Easter, including things like eating chocolate, shopping, etc. I replied asking why they had not included going to church. They replied there were so many options they could have chosen. Do they not know why we celebrate Easter? How many children know why we roll our eggs or buy chocolate? You don't have to be Christian to know what this celebration is all about. Pagan. It's a pagan festival it... from Oestra, the goddess of the spring. It's a celebration of new life, which coincidentally matches up with the uh, story of Jesus' resurrection. I have a question. Yes. Why did this woman expect the postcode lottery to be telling the <laughs> Christian story of Easter in a post that was probably just a bit of marketing bump? Why does she feel that that's the best place to see a true representation of the Christian version of the Easter story? Why did this woman say that the only thing different about Easter when she was a child is that you decorated eggs and then in the next sentence say she never got an Easter egg? I suppose she means a chocolate egg, but she can't mm. call it a chocolate egg because people see chocolate egg and they panic and think Easter's been banned. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought this was about, Cadbury's taking the name off. Oh no, it's much Easter more than that. Eggs, this is which everything. They haven't done. She's mad about everything. She's really pissed off that lamb is the meal that you have to eat. She says, lamb seems to be the meal you have to eat. Meal de rigueur. But I don't think you have to eat it. No, it and was Easter th- Sunday yesterday and we did not have lamb. And lamb alone is not a meal. Yeah, I called my parents and they did not have lamb. So there we go. There's at least two groups of people who didn't have lamb. (sighs) It's just been hijacked, Tells. It's been hijacked by the PC brigade. She's worried that children won't know about why we celebrate Easter. Does she think that children are looking at the People's Postcode Lottery on Facebook? (laughs) Yeah. And if so, I'm more worried that she's got this weird view of children as being, I don't know, like... 
very scaled down versions of boring old women. Boring women. Kids are probably running around the park. They're probably out decorating eggs rather than looking at the People's Postcode Lottery on Facebook. I think this woman's a little unreasonable. Yeah, especially since what it really means actually comes down to, you know, the Christian status quo. Yeah. The Christian mainstream rather than the pagan origins of the actual Easter festival. Shall we hear from the thread? Let's hear from the thread. Um, let's hear it from... Let's hear it from the grand. There we go. <laughs> it's a pagan festival in its origins, celebrating new life that comes with spring. Yeah. I'm delighted to see my children's houses full of tulips and daffodils and decorated eggs, chocolate eggs hidden around the garden to find, shared meals with the family and walks in the chilly sunshine. I have no problem with the Christian religion having adopted it for their belief. Yeah, they hijacked it first. That's their choice. And may they celebrate with us. I love this passive-aggressive pagan grand. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Passag pagan grand for the win. Hippie grand. Yeah. Uh, another grand. It was Easter, pronounced Easter, long before Christianity, a festival celebrating eggs and fertility and the returns, uh, return of life to the earth after winter. For non-religious people, it's still about those things. And family time. And chocolate. The Christians hijacked the festival, and some would say that we are taking it back. We? A lot of pagans on this website. Yeah, pagan grands all over the shop. Just tapping away on their laptops at Stonehenge. Possibly the only festival that is actually Christian is Whitson, and I'm not quite sure about that. Still, we get a public holiday for Beltane only one month away. I mean, Palm Sunday is pretty Christian. Can't deny that. Can't not taking Palm Sunday <laughs> from us, from my cold dead fingers. Or was that Whit Sunday? Yeah. When you go for a long walk. Sure. And someone said, I would not like anyone to think that these aggressive replies represent pagan belief in any way whatsoever. And it harm no one, do as you will. The emphasis is on do no harm. So that's another pagan has come along to say the pagans. Another pagan criticising the other pagans. So the pas- uh, passive-aggressive pagans are not doing the pagans any favours. Look, man, this Christian came along and started giving it all that about yeah. Easter having been hijacked when they're the ones who did the hijacking. I think the pagans are within their right to reclaim it. Oh, yeah. Then here's my favourite post of all. My grandchildren are well aware of the... Christian, in quotes, meaning of Easter. But we all had a great day at Adventure Island on South End on Sea and then to the arcades. Wow. Surprised the arcades were open. Well, so I think... Good for them. I think, all in all... Everyone had a good time. Except for the original poster who was fretting about it being hijacked because she saw a post on Facebook by a lottery. I don't know what the Bible says about lotteries, but I can't imagine that it's... It's not good. Yeah. Well, I come from Methodism, which is is super strict about gambling. I always say to people, I don't gamble when I'm invited to join syndicates and things at work, and I think they think that that comes from some sort of deep-seated religious thing. Yeah. But really, it's that I don't want to get entwined with a syndicate at work, because that sounds like more hassle than it's worth. Sounds very sinister. It also gets me out of buying raffle tickets to win things that I don't want. I don't gamble. But this woman does gamble, but also gets hit up about Easter being hijacked. Unreasonable. On to the next gran. Am I being unreasonable to talk to strangers? I'm always starting conversations with random people I come into contact with. I think everyone has a story. It's just boring to go through life not making contact with human beings. We all have so much to offer. 
I've made a lifelong friend this way. I met her in the supermarket. We ended up going for coffee and have been friends for 25 years now. I met a woman in a coffee shop once who did a Pilates lesson. So now I go to her classes and I feel like a new woman. I find out so many things by just chatting and listening. My daughter, on the other hand, finds it acutely embarrassing and squirms when I start talking to someone when I'm on the bus or out and about with her and the grandkids. How about you? Have any interesting connections come up in your life as a result of a random conversation with a stranger? I was a very serious and logical little boy, and I was taught, don't talk to strangers. And even at the time, I knew there must be a limit to that. There must be a point at which I can talk to strangers, otherwise I'll lead a very lonely life, especially strangers in vans. But then, suddenly, you're in your 20s, and you need a plumber, and the plumber comes in a van. And what... (laughs) How are you supposed to <laughs> communicate with them? But that's not a stranger. That's someone you've invited round for a reason. Yeah. Like, if a plumber turned up and we hadn't <laughs> asked for a plumber and they knocked on the door and they were like, hi, I'm the plumber, but we'd never invited them, I would take that as don't talk to strangers. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, you have the wrong house. I wouldn't just shake my head. No, because you don't want to say any words at I all. I can't talk to them. I think this woman sounds charming and lovely and I'm really glad that 25 years ago she met a woman in a supermarket and they've been friends ever since. I do have concerns about the Pilates woman. Can we just go back to that bit? I met a woman in a coffee shop once who did Pilates lessons. So now I go to her classes and I feel like a new woman. Did the woman in the coffee shop want this person to come to her classes? And since joining the class, has this woman been her own person or has she been like, oh, there's my best mate? Coffee Sue, who I met over coffee. <laughs> Coffee Sue is like, I just wanted to do Pilates in peace, man. Coffee Sue. Maybe what she said, oh, you should join my Pilates class. Or maybe this woman started chatting at Coffee Sue and she was like, oh, I'm on my way to Pilates, actually. Sorry, bye. Because she was a bit uncomfortable. And this woman was like, great, I'll come. Man, I can't, I, I can't relate to this person. I'm no good at talking to my friends, let alone strangers. <laughs> also go back to this bit i think everyone has a story and it's just boring to go through life not making contact with human beings that's what the aliens would say (laughs) that is is. exactly what the aliens would say upon landing we have come to make contact with human beings we think that everyone has a story to tell so line up we're going to make contact with you and then come to your pilates class yeah. We think that everyone has a story to tell, so we're going to absorb your brain matter and then destroy your physical bodies. Yeah, she just something slightly troubling about this lady. Should we hear from the grands? Let's hear it for the grands. I don't usually initiate conversations, but if someone makes a comment and looks like they'd like to chat, I do rather enjoy talking to them. A comment like... I'll come to your Pilates <laughs> class. <laughs> don't you think Easter has been hijacked? <laughs> Yes, by Christians. Ah. And suddenly you're surrounded by aggressive pagans. (laughs) Doing Pilates, waggling their bums in the air. That's yoga. Actually, it started as a pagan festival. (laughs) More grands. I talk to strangers all the time. Other people are interesting. And you never know, that might be the only social interaction they have all day. It's different for grands, though, isn't it? Because grands can just talk to strangers and they're just charming because they're grands. Yeah, if an old lady started chatting to me in the shop, I'd be like, that's nice. It's very different than a 
a teenager talking to you on the train. In fact, I was coming out of yoga the other week and I stopped to buy a really overpriced bit of sourdough bread because I'm a massive stereotype of myself. And there was an old lady there who was saying, oh, I, d- I like these breads, oh, I do. But don't you think, I- I've never used to pay this sort of money for a roll. And I was like, oh, that's really funny and cute. And I was like, oh, I know, but it's worth it, isn't it? It's lovely. If that been someone my own age, I'd be like, you don't know me. You don't know what I spend my money on. Don't you dare comment on my choice of bread. Are you food shaming me? Exactly. It's all about age. If it was someone your age, you'd be resentful of them. <laughs> And if you it's know, a lovely judging. gran. And if it's a teenager, you'd think they were taking the piss out of you. <laughs> but if it's a lovely gran, oh, yeah, food is expensive nowadays. Now, loads of the comments are just grands saying that they just chat to people on buses all the time. And they love chatting on buses. I've yet to find a comment from any gran who doesn't like having a chat. I remember about 55 years ago, I was on a train from Glasgow to London... Sitting opposite me was a man in his 40s who told me he was a clergyman who had lost his faith. That is a big opening line for a long, <laughs> confined journey. And that goes against what we've just said. Because unless this woman is like 120, 55 years ago, she would not have been old enough for you to think, oh, a charming yeah. older lady. Oh, that's a hell of an opening gambit. That's the start of a novel. Yeah. I got the impression it was something he hadn't spoken about to any of the people who mattered in his life. Goodness me, this is like Dostoevsky. We talked for a long time. I could not possibly have offered any advice. I was very young at the time, and I had little knowledge or understanding of his predicament. I listened for most of the time, and occasionally asked a question. I've always wondered what he decided to do. (laughs) Wow. I can see now why this other woman joined someone's Pilates class, because you don't want to be always wondering what happened to them. And that man was Tony Blair. (laughs) This was fifth. Five years ago. <laughs> John Major. Uh, I mean, you say a lot of the grands are in support of chatting to strangers, but it's a self-selecting sample in that they've come to Grandsnet to do the online equivalent of chat to strangers. That's very true. But on Mumsnet, you get a lot of people who are like, oh, in real life, if someone tried to speak to me, I'd spit in their mouth, kick them in the bum, and then tell them to fuck off, because I'm an introvert. <laughs> That's why I find Mumsnet more relatable. <laughs> Like, people on Mums that have got these really over-the-top, completely implausible reactions that they apparently do when someone tries to interact with them. And they say it's because they're an introvert. It's like, an introvert wouldn't do something that outlandish. They would just feel uncomfortable and shuffle off. Mm. Like that woman who was upset that someone knocked on the door at seven o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot like that. Whereas on here, they're just, they're very chatty grands. I think they're lovely. <laughs> I'd like to know what happened to the clergyman too. Can I just do a shout out? I don't like to use the usernames for people who are original posters. It doesn't feel right. But this username makes me so happy. This post is from Bohemian. <laughs> Am I being unreasonable? Amazon wishlist, yes or no? My daughter's 40th is coming up soon and I've been pointed to a wishlist she put online on Amazon, giving clear instructions of what she wants for presents. This has been a regular feature within the family for a couple of years now. Birthdays, Christmases, weddings, etc. What to buy for them? Well, look on their Amazon wish list. <clears throat> I enjoy choosing gifts and in the past have stubbornly refused to comply with the list. Usually I find the requested presents far out of my price range or I have no idea what exactly they are. When they were little, they used to write father Christmas lists, but that was for little things like gerbil wheels. 
Now I'd need to save up for a year before I could buy anything for them. My daughters say the wish list is an excellent idea because that way the recipients get what they want. That's of course why I've managed to work out exactly what it is, rather than something that, to them, is useless. I can feel the rebelling feeling tingling in my toes, and I'm about to get on my bike and cycle into town to look for something I think she'll like for her birthday. Grandsnetters, please stop me now if you think I'm doing the wrong thing. I do need the exercise anyway, smiley face. Aww, Bohemian Nan sounds lovely. So cute, isn't she? I'm well on Bohemian Nan's side. About wish lists? Yeah. I don't like to give people lists of uh, stuff I want for Christmas or whatever, or my birthday. I generally don't. However, in recent years, people have asked me for lists, and it's been easier to have one. And I have then realised that means if someone says, oh, what would so-and-so like, then you can say, oh, here's a list. I wouldn't say, like, oh, you haven't asked, but apropos of nothing, here's my list. But, you know, people are like, oh, what sort of thing would Helen like? And you'd be like, oh, she's got a wish list. Yeah. And I think that's better than what has happened a lot in the past, where I've received lots of things that are very lovely, but they're not to my tastes. We don't have a very large flat, and perhaps they've ended up going to charity shops. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. And then people say, oh, that's really ungrateful, but I don't think it's ungrateful if you're trying to do the best that you can with something that you know just isn't really for you. Yeah, I think I've reluctantly got into providing lists more and more. I think for many years I've viewed, I've perversely viewed gift giving as a kind of test of how well you know a person and how well the person knows you. As to, you know, you figure out the perfect present and they're very happy with it. But they won't tell you if they're disappointed, I guess. No. So you don't know. But And also, certainly you I'm know like... in your heart if you're disappointed with a present, and I'd rather yeah. not view that as a test and be like, oh, not only have I got this present that I really don't want that has got nothing to do with my interests, also, now I feel hurt that this person doesn't know me as well as yeah, I thought exactly. they did. Like, it's a lot easier to say, well, I'll make a list, and if they ask, that's nice, and I can tell them there's a list. And if they don't ask, then fingers crossed. Yeah, it saves a lot of uh, just emotional and material stress. Yeah. So I'm down with this. I haven't used Amazon wish lists personally, but why not? I have one at Christmas time, but that is because my birthday and Christmas are very close together, and my family ask what I want, and I can't remember what I've told people, and I can't remember what I've said, and then sometimes there might be other people who might ask, but might not, and it's easier to just put a load of stuff on a list and be like, here's some stuff. Obviously, it's not... Yeah. I wouldn't go around, like, randomly sending unsolicited emails to people. <laughs> Yeah, I I still wouldn't buy something from someone's list, I don't think. Oh. I still like to get something that fits the image I have of that person, rightly or wrongly. Hmm. Just because, I don't know, that's what I like to do. Fair enough. Yes. I don't think that the daughter's being unreasonable by saying, oh, there's a list here, whatever. No, it doesn't sound like she's making the grand go for the list. No, I think the daughter's taking the same view as I do, which is like, it's better not... To have someone waste their energy and their money on something that ultimately isn't going to be used. Yeah, but also I wouldn't discourage the grand from getting something that she thinks is nice. No, neither would I. Because it's nice to get surprises. It's nice for not everything to be on a list. Oh, absolutely. No, I completely agree with that. But she's the fact she mentions it's a 40th suggests that she thinks she should be getting a big present and I feel like she'd be better off getting something from the list and something of her own. Like two... 
yeah, that's a smaller good idea. presents rather than getting one big thing that she's just found while she was out and about. <laughs> a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazingly, it seems like everyone's being reasonable in this one. Yeah. These grands are very reasonable. I really like them. I, f- I have found looking for threads on Gransnet a much more <laughs> um, soothing and cheering experience than Mumsnet. These grands are all right. They're lovely. They're all very, very lovely. From the thread. It does seem a shame to spend out on a special 40th gift if it isn't something that your DD wants. If it's anything less than £20, I'd say going to town and choose something. But any more than that, and it would be a shame for it to end up in a charity shop. Yeah. I hate to say it, but maybe your taste isn't the same now as your DDs. That's basically what I was just saying. Yeah, eminently reasonable. Uh, someone else? What puzzles me is how did any birthday with a zero on the end become special? I spent my 40th starting a new job, told no one, family of course knew, but it was just another birthday. As someone who's never had a special birthday in my life, I love that young ones, and older people too, make a big deal out of their special day. Mine was always too near Christmas, etc. Sounds like you. Yeah. Um, As previous posters have said, I would go with something your DD really wants. It would be sad if your present, however well chosen, was discarded. Yep. Uh, I know this isn't something we were brought up with, but at the end of the day, these wish lists ensure the person gets something they really want and don't waste your money on something they don't want. I get the feeling you are being a little bit stubborn, insisting that you don't know what the items are for, for instance. Click on the item and I'm sure you'll get a description or picture. Select something you can afford and go for it. Maybe you'll like it once you try. Good luck. Reasonable grands. Thanks, grands. Yeah, lovely grands. Shall we uh, have one last look at the speed round? Yeah, let's leave the grands. Have one last look and then leave grands. Say goodbye to the grands. Yeah. They've been lovely though, thanks Grands. Yeah. You wee charmers, the lot of you. <laughs> Big shout out to Merlot Gran for the best suggestion and Bohemi Gran <laughs> for the best username. Can't Am be. I being unreasonable? Pulling yourself together. Yes. Am I being unreasonable? Floodlights. Yes. Am I being un- Am I being unreasonable to expect British gas to honour its contract? No. Am I being unreasonable? Returning confidence in charities? <laughs> uh yes. Am I being unreasonable to feel disappointed with my Slimming World group? No. Am I being unreasonable? Can't reserve train seats! No. Friggin' train seat reservations. Now I'm mad all over again. Okay, well then we'll leave it there. Thanks a lot, Grands. Yeah, thanks, Grands. I hope you all have a lovely week. (laughs) Back to Mumsnet next week. Well, looks like. (laughs) It's been a nice break for me, though. Thanks. Yeah, the problem is that everyone's so reasonable. Yeah. Does mess with our format. Yeah. Well, join us next week when we'll be back at Mumsnet. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us wherever you followed us. Follow us on Twitter at, at WayBeUnreasonable. And get in touch. Let us know what you think about Grandsnet. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Cheers. Bye. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now.